0: This morning, we're going to continue a series that we've been going through over the last few months, Last well, since last year. This series is called Good News for All. That is the Bible. It is good news for all people. Jesus has come for every single one of us. And we've been studying as a church family the gospel of Luke. This man called Luke, he wanted to write this account about Jesus. He wanted to tell this young Christian called Theophilus, about Jesus. He wanted him to know who Jesus was. And so he writes about the life of Jesus and all Jesus did while he was here on earth. And so far, we've seen the birth of Jesus, the miraculous virgin birth of Jesus. We've seen his early years. And now we're about to see him stepping into ministry. But before Jesus steps into ministry, he's baptized. And the Bible says something important about Jesus, that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was led by the Holy Spirit. We believe that our God is three in one. We believe that there is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all equal, co-equal, but they are one God. And we've been learning about over the last couple of weeks about the Holy Spirit. We've seen how important the Holy Spirit was to Jesus. And so if Jesus realized how important the Holy Spirit was, if Jesus needed to be filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, How much more do you and I as followers of Jesus need the Holy Spirit? We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so in the last message, we looked at the role of the Holy Spirit. We began to look at who is the Holy Spirit and what does he do within our lives? We've seen last time that the Holy Spirit, he's the one who comforts us. He's the one who helps us and teaches us. How many of you need somebody to come alongside you in your everyday life to live for Jesus? I need help doing that. And God hasn't left us on our own. He sent His Spirit to help us live for Jesus in this world. And so this morning, we're going to continue looking at the role of the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at a few more things that the Holy Spirit does within our lives. And we'll read a few verses together. It says this in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 to 22. It says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus Himself was baptized And as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. In Luke chapter four, it says, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then we we'll read a few verses down in Luke chapter four. It says in verse 14, then Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about it spread quickly through the whole region. And then Jesus said these powerful words in chapter four of Luke verse 17 to 19. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He enrolled the scroll and he found a place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. So Jesus was filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, and we need the Holy Spirit. So we've seen the Holy Spirit helps us, comforts us, and teaches us. And today we're going to look at three more things the Holy Spirit does in our lives, this is almost like a job description for the Holy Spirit. If you want to know who the Holy Spirit is and what he does, then he does these things. So the fourth thing that the Holy Spirit does within our lives, part of his job is the Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit convicts us. says this in John chapter 16, verse five to eight. It says, "But now I'm going to one, this is Jesus, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going." Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. You know, last week, uh, Georgina and I, we went up to the Assemblies of God Conference. That's the denomination we're part of. We're a Pentecostal church. And we went up to the Assemblies of God Conference, which is all the way in Harrogate. It, took, it was about an 800 mile round trip. So I was pretty tired afterwards, but my car wouldn't get up to Harrogate. There's no way it's, a, it's, it's getting on now, my car is. So we rented this car to go up to Harrogate. And obviously, I don't know. The way to Harrogate, but I'm thankful that in this Ford Puma which we rented, they had a sat nav. How many here are thankful for sat navs? I know that I am because uh, unfortunately I don't think I've inherited my dad or my grandfather's that sense of direction. So I needed this sat nav, and so we typed in this address on sat nav to Harrogate, and and all was going fine, all was going smoothly. But, you know, Georgina and I, we were talking all the way on this journey, you know, all the way there, all the way back. It's amazing. Even five hours in a car, she's still with me, look. So I thank God for that. But uh, we were talking all the way. And as we were on our way up there, we were, I think we were just past Birmingham. But all of a sudden we were talking and the sat-nav says, please make a U-turn where possible. Obviously, I had lost my way. And there was another problem. Because we were talking, I got distracted. There was another problem. This sat-nav was slightly outdated. It hadn't been updated. So some of the roads had changed since that way. So when we tried to get back on the right road, we didn't have a clue where we was and it was taking us in the wrong direction. You know, sat-navs are a blessing, but they can also be a curse as well. They can help us, direct us, but sometimes they can go wrong. You know, the Holy Spirit, He's like a spiritual satnav that can help us navigate through life. But you know, what I've discovered is, is the Holy Spirit will never lead us in the wrong way. The Holy Spirit always directs us in the right way, in the best way. And what is the way the Holy Spirit directs us? The Holy Spirit always points us to God. He always points us to Jesus. However, sometimes in life, as you and I will know, We can get off track, aren't we, in life. There are things that can lead us astray in life, things that can lead us in the wrong direction. Sometimes in life, if we're being honest, we can follow our own impulses and our own desires. And because of the fallen nature that we have, these sinful natures, and they can lead us away from God. We can make mistakes. I don't know if anybody here wants to put their hand up and say anybody made a mistake this week or made a mistake this morning. I know I have. (laughs) We make mistakes in life. We can fall into temptations from the devil. We can hurt ourselves. We can hurt those closest to us. We get life wrong sometimes, don't we? We're not always perfect. Even as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we can still mess it up. But you know, I'm so glad the Holy Spirit that our God doesn't give up on us. When we fail, when we fall, when we mess it up, instead, the Holy Spirit, one of His jobs is to bring us back on course. When we've messed up, when we fall, it's like He's like a sat nav. He tells us we're going in the wrong direction. I've had that in my life where the Holy Spirit says, Luke, you're going off track here. You need to get back on track. You're going the wrong way. You're going to end up hurting yourself. You're going to end up ruining your life. Get back on track. The Holy Spirit gently. He whispers to our hearts. He whispers to our minds. He, he shows us what's right and wrong because sometimes we can get confused. We sometimes lean towards the darkness instead of living in the light. We like the things that are wrong instead of the things that are good. But the Holy Spirit, He will show us what's wrong. He will show us what's right. He will show us what's good. He will show us what's bad. He will lead us back into God's will for our lives. And He invites us to say sorry, to repent, and get back on the right path. You know, the Holy Spirit, he convicts us of sin. Not to condemn us, but to get us back on track. He leads us back in the right direction. The Holy Spirit can show us also the consequences of our sins. Just like sometimes when we're tired and we're driving, you know, there's those ridges on the roads, on the motorways, that when your tire goes on them, they start bumping a little bit, don't they? And they are a warning for us that unless we start getting back into lane, We'll head into a barrier. We could crash. We could end up hurting ourselves. That's what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. He's like those road marks, those bumpers that sometimes when we start going off, He'll show us, He'll say, look, you're heading in the wrong direction here. It's a bit of a wake up call for us to pull ourselves back in the right way. He warns us. He wakes us up. Not only that, the Holy Spirit exposes the lies of the enemy because the enemy will lie to us and say that, isn't this good? Isn't this best for you? Doesn't, you know, God's a killjoy. He, he, he wants to ruin your life. He wants you to have a boring religious life. God doesn't want you to have any fun. And so the enemy will lead us into temptation to pull us away from God. But the Holy Spirit pulls us back. He reveals and exposes the lies of the enemy. He shows us why. Because he knows it's harmful for us. He knew, knows it'll bring destruction to our lives. The Holy Spirit convicts us. He doesn't condemn us. But he convicts us to lead us to salvation. He invites us to confess our sins, to receive forgiveness from God and for a fresh start. How many of you need a fresh start in this room this morning? Maybe you've come in here today and maybe you know you've messed up. Know this morning God is there with open arms. Just like the father with a prodigal son. He's there with open arms, ready to forgive you, ready to accept you. Don't believe that lie of the enemy. This morning, if God is speaking to you and you know there's something you've done wrong, confess it because the bible says in 1 john 1 verse 9 if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us all of our sins the blood of jesus will make us righteous again don't ignore this morning the holy spirit's direction his conviction in your life if he's telling you you've done something wrong if you feel that prompting this morning in your heart listen to it and say lord i'm sorry I give my life back to you. I want to follow you. I want to follow your plan for my life because I want to tell you this morning, it is the best plan. Whenever I've gone off and done things in my own way, it's always led to destruction, always led to ruin, always led to mess up. But when I've listened to God, then it always leads to life. It always leads to hope. It always leads to salvation. Also, the Holy Spirit will use people as well. I do want to say that God will use certain people in your life, godly people who can He'll use them to bring you back when you're wandering away as well. So I thank God for those who've spoken into my life, my parents who've spoken into my life, people who've pulled me and said, Look, you're going on the wrong way here. Thank God that God uses people as well, not to condemn us, but to bring us back into life. So the Holy Spirit, another one of his jobs is he convicts us. Secondly, the Holy Spirit, he helps us and empowers us To overcome sin and the enemy. This is a battle that we will always face. The battle of sin. Sin is strong. Sin is what breaks us and separates God in our lives. It it cuts us off from God. But you know, listen to how Jesus dealt with the enemy here. It says in Luke chapter four, verse one to four. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell the stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Notice Jesus had the power to say no to the enemy, to the temptations of the enemy, to sin. Jesus had the power to say no. But how did Jesus have the power to say no to the enemy? You might say it's because he's godly. No wonder he could say no. He's fully God. It's easy for Jesus. But do you know how hard it is for me to say no? Maybe you find it hard to say no to that drink. Maybe you find it hard to say no to looking on that website. Maybe you find it hard to say no to saying that wrong word. Maybe you find it hard to say no to hurting somebody. Maybe you find it hard to say no. Maybe you say this morning, Luke, it's easy for Jesus. He's God. But notice something there. This was something that God laid on my heart in my devotions this week as I was reading this. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. I believe it was the Holy Spirit who empowered Jesus to say no to Satan, to say no to the enemy because we know Jesus was fully man, just like you and me, but he's also fully God. But he was filled with the Spirit. And you know, the first thing that the Holy Spirit empowered Jesus to do in his life was to say no to sin, nor to the enemy. And that's what he will do in your life. If you open up your heart to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can help you say no to sin and say no to the enemy and to not live and give in to the enemy and to his temptation. Satan will always come to tempt us. Every waking moment, from the moment you open your eyes to the moment you close your eyes at night, Satan will constantly come towards you if you're a follower of Jesus to tempt you and lead you astray. No matter how strong you feel you are in your faith, he will always try and come. But we can't say more in our own strength because our flesh is weak. Our bodies, as it says, the spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. But thank God we don't have to rely and try and fight off sin in our own strength. God has given us his word to fight off against the enemy, but he's also given you his Holy Spirit as well. And if you ever find yourself struggling to say no to the enemy, say, Lord, will you empower me by your spirit? Will you give me that supernatural strength to say no today, to say no to this. Will you help me as well? And I also want to say as well, maybe you've come here today and and maybe you were stuck in some cycle of sin. It's easy to get stuck in a cycle of sin and it seems like we can't break free of it. I thank God the Holy Spirit helps us to change patterns in our lives as well. He breaks the pattern of sin in our lives. He's the one who enables us. He sets us free through his power in our lives, we can overcome. There are many people up and down our streets, even in this street here which we live, who are bound by sin, who are stuck in cycles of sin, of addiction, of alcohol, of pornography, of drugs, people who are bound by sin. And you know, you and I, we can't set them free. Our words can't set them free. No matter how many songs we sing or what greater service we put on, we can't set people free. But as I've already declared this morning, the Bible says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Holy Spirit sets people free. Jesus sets people free from the grip of sin, the power of sin. He can change patterns. And maybe people are watching this today online. Maybe you were here and you were listening to this and you were struggling. The Holy Spirit can set you free free this morning. We can overcome sin and the enemy with the Holy Spirit. It says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. The Spirit of God... Who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. The Holy Spirit empowers us to overcome sin and the enemy. And finally, this morning, the third thing that the Holy Spirit does this morning, or number six, if you keep in count from the last message, is the Holy Spirit, He Changes us. Or there's an old-fashioned word you might have heard preached before. Sanctifies us. That is one of the works of the Spirit. Sanctification. He changes us. Have you ever wondered how people can truly change? How one day you can see people. There was a guy called Nicky Cruz who lived in New York. He was this famous gang member. He led this gang. He killed people. He was a murderer. But he had an encounter with Jesus and his life changed. 180 degree. He's now a preacher of the gospel. He's led millions of people to Jesus. How is that possible? People who are stuck in sin. People who have lived up, messed up life. How on earth can people change? Is it through positive thinking? Is it through positive speaking? No, it's not. Is it through human effort or human willpower? No. It's God who changes us. God who saves us. And it's God who changes us as well. The Holy Spirit works inside of us? The answer is the Holy Spirit. And how does the Holy Spirit change us from being sinful people to sanctified people? How does he do that? He does it in two ways. The first way is the Holy Spirit transforms our mind. He transforms our thinking. He changes our minds. That's what repentance is. It's a change of thinking, which leads to a change of living. That's how repentance can be summed up. It's a change of thinking and the Holy Spirit transforms our mind. says this in Romans 12, verse one to two. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way we worship God. Listen to this, verse two, this is powerful. says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Holy Spirit helps us to see things from God's perspective. He changes our minds. He helps us to see things the way that God sees things. If we have, and when we have the mind of Christ, then we're able to live Jesus we're able to bring glory and honor to Jesus with our lives the Holy Spirit changes us first of all to changing our mindset changing our thinking changing who we are and then secondly not only does he change our thinking but he changes our actions as well because the Holy Spirit changes us by producing fruit in our lives what do you mean fruit in our lives what type of fruit is this this is fruit these are characteristics of Jesus you and I, no matter how, we try, how much we try, we can't become like Jesus in our own strength. It's only God. As we open up our lives to God, He changes us to become like Jesus. As we get connected to the source, then His power works through us to change us to become like Jesus. It says this in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 25. It says, But the Holy Spirit, not Luke Morgan, He doesn't produce this fruit in Himself. You don't produce this fruit in yourself. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucify the man. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. As we open up our lives to the Holy Spirit, He begins to work in us. He begins to change us. He begins to transform us to become more like Jesus. He changes our mind. He changes our lives. This happens when we spend time with Jesus. And if you are not spending time with Jesus every day in prayer, and reading his word, and worshiping him. If you are not spending time with Jesus every day, there's no way you will become like Jesus. There is no way that you will ever, ever become like Jesus. We need to connect to Jesus every day, open up our lives to Jesus, and the Spirit will begin to transform us into the image of God. We become like the image that we behold, what we look at, and and I believe that's what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. I don't know about you, I'm a work in progress. I don't have all of those in my life. I still need God. Even as a pastor, God needs to work in me. God still needs to change me. But I want to become like Jesus because there's a world out there that needs to see Jesus. There are people in our lives that need to see Jesus. There are people in your family who need Jesus. There are people in your workplace who need Jesus. And we are the representation of Jesus to the world around us. We are like letters that are being read, the Bible says. And I don't know about you, but I want to be the best representation of Jesus that I can to the world around me, even in my home. And I fail on that more often than not. But as I open up my life to Jesus, he changes me by his spirit to become like him. And he'll do that in you as well. So as we come to a conclusion today, you know, the Holy Spirit, he plays a crucial role in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Spirit anyway. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. We need the Holy Spirit as a church. I know this morning, my biggest fear is, is that over these next few weeks, as we continue looking at the Holy Spirit, my biggest fear is, is that it'll become head knowledge for us and we won't open up our hearts to the Holy Spirit. God wants to work in your life. God wants to fill you with his Spirit. God wants you to know his Holy Spirit in and through your life. And so my prayer for us in the weeks to come is, Lord, Lord, Fill me with your Spirit. Lead me by your Spirit. Empower me by your Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us. He comforts us. He teaches us. But as we've looked at today, he convicts us of sin. He empowers us to overcome sin and temptation and the enemy. And the Holy Spirit changes us to become more like Jesus. And I want to encourage you this week. Open up your heart to the Holy Spirit. Spend time this week. Like Rob said, he's got a daily devotional. I got a daily devotional. Find a Bible reading plan. If you haven't got one, come and see myself. Come and see Paul. We'll help you. We want you to get into God's word. We need God every day. We need the Holy Spirit every day. So connect to Jesus every day this week. This week, if the Holy Spirit speaks to you, if God lays a finger on, a, and on an area of your life that needs changing or needs repenting, listen to him before you go off track. And then open up your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to change you. Not so that we can boast and say, look how great I am. Look at what an amazing Christian I am. But it's so that our lives can say, look at what Jesus has done in my life. It's all for his glory. It's so that our lives will reflect him and bring him glory and praise. So let's open up our lives to the Holy Spirit this week and his work within our lives. Amen.